0: Welcome back to the Life in Digital podcast. There are so many new creative formats emerging to get customers to interact, whether this includes QR codes or voice commands. There's been a huge surge within the CTV space. On this week's episode of the Life in Digital podcast, Ed spoke with Sarah Lewis, Global Director of CTV, and Stephen Filler, UK Country Manager at Show Heroes. They discussed the future of CTV within the media and publishing industry, across the UK and Europe. And stay tuned as we will be releasing a special episode for the US markets in the coming weeks. We hope you will enjoy.
1: Welcome to the Life and Digital uh, podcast. I'm really glad to have uh, Sarah and Steve from Show Heroes with us today. Um, Sarah, would be great if you could introduce yourself um, initially and tell us a bit about Show Heroes as well.
2: Sure, yeah. Yeah, I'm Sarah Lewis. I'm Global Director of CTV at Show Heroes. Um, so I head up all of our CTV solutions globally, as the, the name probably indicates. Um, so looking at uh, publishers that we work with, different products, uh, different demand side solutions, kind of everything in one um, across the different markets we work in. Um, at Show Heroes, we're a fully video kind of focused tech and content uh, and media company. So we have our own studios, we have our own technology. So it's about creating, um, you know, interactive formats creating engaging video to help publishers uh to kind of monetize and enhance their video offerings.
3: Okay, cool. Good stuff. And Steve, nice. Yeah. So Steve out I run the UK part of that. So that's working with publishers, with agencies um so we've built a team in in London that's focused on talking to agencies In London, but who are buying either UK or pan regional campaigns. We're a global business now, so naturally, kind of a lot of our conversations are um, at least EMEA based. Um, So we've got a nice team of sales, supply, demand, bit of uh, marketing, campaign management, things like that. So yeah, it's a, it's a nice, sort of pretty fast-growing team. See, I remember it starts out as Union Media. Were,
1: Union Media acquired, or was Union Media a subsidiary of Show sorry, sorry, just from a yeah. That, so that's No, that's
3: a good. So Union Media was a joint venture between Show Heroes oh, and yeah. four other video companies. Right. Um, that we launched right at the beginning of the pandemic. <laughs> the was, like, amazing, yeah. amazing, amazing <laughs> timing. Yeah. So, so that was easy. <laughs> um and um but actually throughout that first year show heroes which is which has been a very acquisitive business anyway yes. had actually acquired two of the other four companies really? um, and so it made sense at the end of the first year of operations that show heroes bought out the other businesses and really then wanted to launch show heroes officially in the uk get the brand in market and, and sort of start So really the first year was union and then the last two years have been
1: show Under heroes. Show yeah. group umbrella. Yeah. Oh, okay good yeah, stuff so. um and i'd be great to about um, sort of um, trenton ctv but i hadn't realized you had a studio to so ask how much of your own <laughs> content are you
3: producing how does that
2: well work? so um not so much in the ctv space yet yeah. um but on the online video side loads yeah, yeah. i
3: mean yeah i guess the business started as yeah. a video production business right. so it started kind of making content for publishers and and I guess that's we real kind of transition this, that the same dynamics apply it's tough for publishers to produce enough themselves Good video so idea. we were producing content for publishers naturally then that conversation moves into um, well have you also got technology that can mm-hmm. host that, that video so a player and then the next it was kind of well, can you also help with monetization and, and those three pillars are really kind of still the the three pillars of now so so yeah we produce content in a number of different markets where we're making what I would describe as I guess brand friendly content so Mm -hmm. um, you know it's stuff that we know sometimes that actually publishers find it hard to produce themselves cost effectively Mm -hmm. but also just things that we know advertisers want so food travel tech health lifestyle you know all those areas that you just know are in demand so yeah yeah, so um, we're producing Hundreds, thousands of videos, and they work great. Video, yeah yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. Cool. Well, just just jumping in, because I mean, CTV's been so so hot um, for a long time now, and the world moves fast. So I was interested to know kind of so what the biggest trends you see are. And sorry to ask two questions in one go, <laughs> sure. um, but I will. Um, Globally, if that is um, consistent from region to region, or if you see different, you know, different different trends across across different parts of the world. Yeah,
2: I think I think one of the biggest trends I'm seeing is creativity in CTV. Yeah. Um, new formats, new ways of getting the users to interact, whether it's a QR code, whether it's voice commands, whether it's, you know, whatever. There's 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 been a big kind of surge in that because ultimately it's TV inventory, but because it's delivered digitally and because of the way we see audiences watching TV now, the way they use CTV, um, it's very well set up for that kind of interaction. You know, people second screen, Um, They have high attention on screen. They tend to search for products afterwards. All these things that we've we've done research into. So that creativity is starting to really increase. Mm -hmm. Um, With regards to markets, I mean, US is obviously way ahead when it comes to CTV um, because the sheer volume of it, obviously the very high... Uh, high-cost cable packages for quite a few years, meant that users were switching mm-hmm. very quickly. Um, but one market that we work in a lot is, is LATAM. Um, and I think pretty you know majority of the campaigns we run in LATAM have uh, these kind of creative executions. Um, so it's a really, really sought-after thing in that market. And you get a really high response rate on things like QR code scans. So there's a lot of appetite for it in, in LATAM. I would say Europe, we're, we're still getting there. I think there's definitely been some nice innovations this year, and brands taking that step into the more creative side of things in CTV. But I still think there's there's quite a way to go. Yeah.
1: What, um, what are the what are the levers that need to be pulled for that to, to happen? I
2: think it's it's um, understanding the formats because what we want to make sure when we're looking at CTV is that we don't go down the kind of direct response route really because it yeah. is still branding. Yeah. It's still gonna be a brand campaign. Using QR codes and things is that. Um, that a way of kind of offering an interaction to the user and an easy kind of um, way for the user to to expand on the knowledge of the product, or whatever. But we don't want to be going down the we need this many QR code scans and this CPA. Mm-hmm. So it, it's making sure that there's a, a clear kind of understanding of that and an understanding of what the actual. Functionalities can add. Mm-hmm. And I think there's been a little bit of hesitancy because, you know, even I was skeptical a couple of years ago. If someone said QR code to a TV ad, I'd be like, no one will do it. No one will do it. No one scans it from their, you know, sofa. Um, but now I think post pandemic, actually, we're so used to that functionality now when you're, you know, at the airport and it's your boarding code, you've got your COVID pass. A lot of uh, places in Europe, you had to show yeah, your QR yeah, code probably, just to get yeah. in a restaurant or whatever. You know, you uh, scan a QR code now to get the menu. Sometimes to pay. So there's, I think it's become much more inherent in our behaviour now. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just um, taking that step for some advertisers as well, and working with a partner that can do it well and still complement the TV ad because we don't want to be, you know, um, you know, destroying the beautiful TV ad. We want to make sure it's complementing and working with it to highlight, you know some great features to highlight an offer to, to count down to a sale whatever it is um so it's just that i think doing it in the right way um understanding that you should user behavior is shifting in that direction and then just taking the step to test as well in the right way yeah and did you notice
1: a difference from mobile to tablet to um i don't know laptop to traditional tv mm-hmm. screen for um what works better
2: uh for like when it comes to interaction, interaction yes. well i mean tv is so different because you don't have a click through Yeah. So it's always going to be very different. We do our branded player format across all screens, um, and there are some similarities. Things where we do countdowns, um, where we do product kind of carousels, things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But obviously on tablet, mobile, everything you're able to do things that are much more clickable or interactive. Um, You know, there's been some companies that've taken the step into you know the red button technology and things, but it's not necessarily a natural behaviour for people because on TV you're. if you did that, you're interrupting your viewing experience, which people mm-hmm. don't want as much. And you also have a very quite a long attention uh, span when you're watching TV. Um, on mobile, your your attention flickers a lot more, um, so you're able to kind of have that direct kind of link into a website, and people don't mm-hmm. mind that as much. If you're watching an hour-long film and it takes you to a microsite on your TV, it can be frustrating. Yeah, it's so. Amazing. yeah Yeah, exactly so you definitely have to approach it differently but
3: it's it's also i guess it's moving see the ctv space we see moving at at such a fast pace if you think that even a year and a half ago it was probably still kind of relatively early adopting clients that were on board and of course they have to go on a journey so to start yeah. with they're, they're running their first tests they're trying to understand well actually can i transact in the same yeah. way i transact my online video can i use my dsp of choice mm-hmm. actually what does it de- what does it deliver even yeah. if i'm just thinking about you know, i know we don't want to talk about direct response but actually the response you might get so yeah. a cost per computer yeah, view whatever charcoal. the metric yeah. is so, yeah, so saturation, yeah. but actually because at the same time all of the people or in most cases the people buying ctv now are buying video as well mm-hmm. actually they've also so they've got into the space kind of relatively quickly and but straight away there's like and what else can we do like what well, yeah, yeah what else can we do about targeting what else can yeah. we do about creativity because they see all of the other things that are available to yes. them in video, and as yep. Sarah said, they want to. It's about trying to create some kind of brand consistency, whether that's yep. your targeting strategy, your audience strategy, the creative formats, the measurement, you know, whatever mm-hmm. that outcome is. So, actually, I think the market almost has sort of pushed us in a good way to to accelerate more quickly than perhaps Innovation. other, um, I guess, channels or, or opportunities might have done in digital in the past. So mm-hmm. it's it's all happening quickly. Yeah, and we can see it,
1: the direction of travel, it's, um, yeah, well, they're, they're in plain sight. So for advertisers, when they're planning for next year, how important do you think CTV is going to be on the plan?
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm probably
0: biased, <laughs> yeah. but uh, I'm no. going to say
2: very. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, the more we see users adapt this behaviour, switch completely to CTV, you know, cord cuts, the more important it's going to be because it becomes increasingly difficult to reach those audiences through mm-hmm. traditional TV. Mm-hmm. um and when you want to use your you know big screen and everything if users are only watching ctv that's the only place to reach them so yeah increasingly important um but of course there's still steps that uh, we as an industry need to take and develop to develop so like measurement targeting things there's there's definitely been a big um development since ctv kind of emerged but there's still a way to go but yeah, also, so, well.
3: also i think that you know it, the advertisers probably saw it in the early days as it being a another kind of digital opportunity yeah. or challenge yeah. and that was adopted by early earlier adopters and now I think that shift is that it's just another pe- way people are watching tv and Definitely. actually you say then you yeah. say well then Everyone who's advertising on TV, why would you yep. not want to reach people who are not watching traditional TV? TV? This yeah. is how they choose to consume, so exactly, I've got to yeah. be there. And then that's so that's every brand that exists. And I would say our conversations with agencies now, there's very few that are not kind of, yeah, you know, yeah it's not part of the plan, and it's just really around then measuring. I guess overall effectiveness, depending on what they're trying to achieve and they'll balance their budgets accordingly. And would I be
1: in thinking the markets evolved to the point now where you're speaking to the CTV teams and the agencies,
2: i don't think we're quite at that stage where there's specific ctv teams yet i think it's still a mixture of tv teams and digital teams it's really dependent on the agency and their strategy because it is it is a bit difficult especially at the beginning it's like okay where does the budget come from who manages yeah who manages the campaign um i think as it shifts um more more, uh, much more kind of broadcast teams are considering it now um but sometimes it may be activated by the programmatic team so i think because it where it sits right in the middle um i don't think we're at the stage where there's a ctv team very often yet no i think, um, think you're right i
3: think we we see a pretty even split of, of av mm. teams who naturally yeah. kind of you know have moved into this space but um the fact that most of it's transacted yeah you know, programmatically or yeah. using some kind of data or targeting means that it, it can also equal just sit with a, a programmatic or a digital team so i think that very much is kind of agency by agency what makes sense for them and probably that hasn't sort yeah. of finished the chairs haven't started haven't finished moving yeah. yet yeah yeah
1: yeah it needs to play through and we spoke about how we need to find our audiences in different places what, what do you speak to your customers about when it comes to agencies advertisers you know reaching the right targets what can they do to make sure they're yeah getting in front of the right right eyeballs
2: yeah i mean one of the i mean the key thing for me is context mm-hmm. um because with ctv we have to remember it's a different screen you know on mobile if you're say applying targeting to reach males aged 18 to 24 and it's either you know mobile or tablet or desktop it's pretty likely that you'll be reaching that person because it's generally an individual device ctv shared so you could even know who owns that tv is a male age, 18 24 but it could be their 80 year old granny watching you know the tv that day so there's a lot less i think um importance on individual kind of targeting and because of technical limitations um it's not as easy to apply uh, user data targeting anyway so i think context is the thing that we really need to focus on understanding the um, you know understanding the content what's going on on screen because ultimately everyone in that room is watching that screen and therefore if you're relevant to the content um, you can appeal to most people in the room so it's finding the contexts um, but also it doesn't have to be you know just I don't know it's a car brand therefore we only want to advertise around car programs mm-hmm. I think it's being much more nuanced now it's do we want you know our brand reflects adventure and you know things like that so we target you know programs about amazing people doing amazing things around the world if it's i don't know uh you know it's it's a little bit more nuanced a bit more about um the the feelings that you want to evoke as well and matching ta- that to the kind of programming rather than being kind of rigidly okay only one yeah ma- a- 18 year old males so um, that's
3: fairly traditional tv yeah targeting and yeah, of course in yeah. many so, yeah. yeah, a lot of yeah. those old methods are, are, they're not broken, they've just been enhanced with yeah. data and targeting. So yeah. I think so. a lot of those those rules still apply. This is yeah. a
1: curio- curiosity question, but if there is um, I don't know, linear T V perhaps, um is still being watched, I don't know, for the for the you know the big things, um, I don't know, um, I'm a sled at the moment, well etc, etc, etc. Um, would we get to a point, or when we get to a point where different people are watching different adverts during a three-minute ad break in that really, you know, big, yeah. big, big kind of TV environment? I yeah, I mean, in a, in a linear TV environment.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's that's already possible, you know, through Sky and through other kind of addressable TV um, products. Yeah. It's 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 already possible. I'm, I'm not sure to which granularity. Yeah, um, but it's definitely already possible. But I think, um, regardless of that people are still switching to the digital watching and digital is going to give us a lot more opportunity to have a lot more uh data and insights i think it may not be there quite yet but we're getting there um so even that kind of tailored approach in the tv space i think ultimately we have to follow user behavior to the ctv space still yeah
1: absolutely yeah. and and for publishers who are trying to monetize um, what, what what are the key things that you see publishers doing to really monetize around CTV?
2: Yeah, I mean, one of the key things for me is um, the transparency in um, just in the bid requests. So just passing over clear bundle IDs, passing over contextual signals and things like that, which can sound really simple, but wasn't able to be done when we first started in CTV. Mm-hmm. So giving more transparency to the, the buyers programmatically, um, but also enriching the metadata about The programming as well. So, this will kind of sit generally in uh, the publisher's um, kind of system and, and basically, you know, speak about what is going on on screen, what the program's about, who's in it, where it's set. The more data um, that we can have on that, the more we can use that for, for more richer and deeper targeting. Um, so, I think that's one of the key things that I've seen start to develop more is yeah, that richer metadata.
3: When you, when you talk about publishers, I guess it's also what do we mean? Yeah. So we, we have, I guess there are some of our publishers mm-hmm. that, that I would say are more the yeah, media companies. Yeah, to yeah, yeah. so say. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean they're Jay. media companies who are active in yeah. in sort of, in a number of different channels. They have web properties. They have you know, TV yeah. channels. They are now yeah. in the sort of yeah, obviously in the sort of connected TV space. So you. And I guess the, the sort of alongside that sort of fact, you've got the backdrop that video just full stop is has been growing yeah. in all of its in all of its forms. Everyone mm-hmm. wants more video; they want more high quality video. Mm-hmm. And so you've got some companies that naturally can can move into that world really easily, and they have an abundance of content. And mm-hmm. then you have some companies that are used to producing the written word that. Are been they've been squeezed a lot. It's not been easy for publishers in the last, you know, sort of however many ten years I mean, yeah. since I, I worked publisher side for, for years. um So I guess, but actually, thankfully, we're starting to see some of those fight back and, and produce mm. a lot of kind of you know, interesting, good content themselves. And people like you know, Future just launching you know, last year, a massive studio in the US to produce a lot of original content because they see that. Yeah, that's where. Um, yeah that's where advertisers want to be so so in that space a lot of what we do is trying to help sort of complement what those publishers are doing themselves because they can't produce everything and going back to my point about brand friendly content sometimes a lot of what they produce has a real high value for the user in that it's news and it's current and it's topical but let's face it at the moment kind of not all news is good right <laughs> you know um so so that's an area where you know we, we try and help sort of fill some of those gaps and produce we'll work with them to produce content that's yeah complements yeah, what they're already easy producing easy to monetize and uh, it's it's nice it feels like you're working in sort of in a genuine partnership
1: Yes, yeah, I, I can really see it getting that, that, that good quality video content is really, it's, it's, it's hard, to, hard yeah. to, especially so it's, you know, at, at the standard that a very rich publisher can, can have on there. Yeah, on their, and have some of them that, are
3: that, great, you know, some are doing a brilliant job and there are certain pieces of content that actually feel like they should always be the voice of the publisher. So, mm. so news is an area that sometimes, you know, if you're a news publisher... Actually, you know that that should be their point of view. It's their take. It's their kind of angle on a story. But there are certain areas where, you know, if it is food, technology, travel, where actually there is an opportunity to work with other partners that can complement what you mm. can produce to yourselves at that excellence level.
1: Might be a bit of a side note. It's a random question. But I've done quite a few. Um, I've done a few podcasts recently in the um, in the kind of in the social space, which takes us to influencers. You produce lots of video how do you have any kind of recommendations around or do you use um kind of influencers who are creating videos from a content production point of view is that a slightly different slightly different world
3: i think it's a different world so i think you know we we're producing i guess content that is predominantly it's made for mobile going back to one of your sort of previous questions the the reality is most publishers 70 percent of their, their um, yeah, consumers yes, are yes, consuming on no, mobile, so you have to make something with mobile in mind. And when we think about mobile, mobile that the expectations there have been founded in what happens in social Mm. and and, you know scroll culture and being able Mm -hmm. to capture your attention because you move from one platform to another whether that's a social platform to a website Mm -hmm. and you're still kind of in the same frame of mind so you have to produce content that can get their attention that's kind of snappy that might be five things to do in sydney or quick ways Mm -hmm. to cook a recipe or some yeah so so often it's it's actually sort of based around sort of fact or information and, mm-hmm. and or, yeah of course needs to be entertaining as well um the it feels yeah, that the, when you when you're when an advertiser is working with a publisher i think predominantly our view is that yeah they're working with that publisher because they're, they're going there for information advice entertainment whatever it is but i think that it's kind of rare that, that an influencer or someone like that would be the authority in that space, uh, and so I think um, yeah, it's not to say that there aren't some that will add a lot of value, but for us, it's kind of using our own sort of capability or working closely in partnership with the publisher mm-hmm. to use their expertise, but where we are the video producer, so it's a partnership there, so it's yeah. kind of leveraging their asset, which is you know, their, mm-hmm. their kind of core DNA of being journalists.
1: Yes, absolutely. Yeah, no, I was if there's any, um, yeah, how you view that type of um, content. From what I can see with the um, influence space, essentially, influencers are there to um, to sell stuff directly to their lawyers. To their yeah. local I mean, you can't, you,
3: we can't, yeah, you can't dismiss it. I mean, you know, having, you know, teenage and 20 whatever kids, mm-hmm. you see the way they can, you know, the way they consume media now yeah. is, yeah, of course it's changed. And, if, and, and actually, uh, what I might dismiss, mm-hmm. You know, someone else is going to you know is going to put a lot of value on that. So I don't think any brands can dismiss that. And I think um, yeah, that's one of the challenges for publishers is to make sure that in this new wave of both consumers, but also people spending money with them, the yeah, the yeah. advertisers, people working at agencies, that they understand their brands and they understand the value that they bring because they're not. You know, we've got people in our office who who you know spend all the time on tiktok and other platforms then they're not on web you know consumer websites or news websites as much and so i think as an advertiser needing to stay relevant it's also important to, to make sure that that you know, we sort of spread that word and I, I guess that's also part of what we're trying to do is kind of help promote the the value of the space yes and actually. the importance of Quality content, trusted content that that can be sourced and and where actually you know, someone's been trained to do that, they've not yeah. just got an opinion.
1: Yeah, totally. <laughs> the, the, the quality content so and as you said, things about brands um, understanding, you know, how, how to achieve reach their audience, safe places to reach their audiences, and and and, and, and getting getting yeah. the return. Um, so before we, well, actually, I have a couple of questions about. Um, sort of sustainability and um, kind of carbon emissions advertising. there has been some really interesting pieces which I follow very closely on LinkedIn um, yeah I've heard a few pieces but I'd love to get both your take on that um, but yeah just final comments on kind of innovation in CTV next 12, I mean, 12 months feels like a long period actually but what's coming next if you're thinking about next Whoa. year and what's, what's next what's, what's, on the, what's
2: on the road I mean, so, I mean there's so many possibilities I would love to see more done with um, linking the, the mobile to the, the CTV screen um, and also other devices. So voice commands I think will be a really nice uh, thing that's coming up. Um, I would love to see some more augmented reality stuff. I think it would be so cool we're, we're there yet, yeah, I don't know, but I, I love that kind of thing. So I think there's, yeah, some really, really interesting stuff coming up, um, but we've just got to take the, the steps to try it, yeah, I think so is who, the key. Who's responsible for
1: making that happen? We're looking at the, I don't know if it's, the, know, if it's, if it's Samsung or if it's a uh, tech platform, who, who, who's responsible for creating those, really strong integrations between the different platforms
2: uh, it, it can be anyone really if you're looking at um, you know something just interacting with the ad so yeah. you know you can take a QR code through to something like a, a microsite on a mobile where you can you can do anything. We make really nice ones through um, our kind of Nordics acquisition. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's lots of ways of doing it. I think generally there's there's third party tech platforms that are getting involved. Mm-hmm. Um, but the OEMs, yeah, there's an element there. Obviously they are going to see I'm sure a lot of growth mm-hmm. in the next 12, 12 months um, as they as they usually do. But I think there's also a lot of opportunity for yeah. Companies that are very much in the creative space to start thinking. Uh, oh, I don't want to say outside the box. That's terrible. <laughs> start thinking slightly differently, um, and not just a, a kind of a flat TV ad. We can get a bit more. Yeah, and you have seen the creativity has
1: been so 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 hot, and attention and you know, all, exactly, all, all stuff yeah. Just Time listening about over the last eighteen months, which has been, you know, amazing for, for for digital advertising. And Steve, for you next twelve months, what do you think is on the on the radar? Well,
3: I mean, I think yeah, we talked about the the, you know, the journey that we've seen advertisers go on, and you know, the increased focus that CTV and 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 all kind of so online interactive formats are taking. But kind of in the CTV space specifically, I think just naturally as budgets become more significant. A- agencies mm. will start to give it more attention because the reality is, creativity also takes time and planning. Yeah. Yes, a- and, 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 budget. Not, <laughs> yeah, and budget. And <laughs> budget, yeah, yeah. But it's not something we've always enjoyed in, in the digital world, is it? You know, we're all kind of used to kind of getting briefs quite late and, and wanting mm. kind of a media first and all, you know, all of yeah. those things yeah. but, backed but up by so case study. <laughs> I-, I think, kind of, as as yeah, agencies kind of you know, start to take it even more seriously, their creative agencies start to therefore get yeah. more involved, clients understand. The importance and the scope of the opportunity, then I think actually, then then I think we'll start to see some really interesting work because actually it just takes some time and some thought. And, yeah. And so yeah. And we've got the text there, isn't it, in terms of the capability? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think it's everyone in the chain kind of being involved and and the creative yeah, agencies. On board. The creative agencies really, are the, yeah, the ones yeah. that will will drive really high quality work yeah. happening. So it's them and and yeah, they typically will have yeah they've got the clients here they're kind of Mm -hmm. you know they're they're the ones that are going to get the client really excited about the opportunity and looking to invest more as well as yeah knowing that it's going to give them good returns so i think um yeah and how of interest
1: how much do you speak to creative agencies i remember going back i don't know almost 10 years when rich media was becoming a thing there were no really cool new ad formats within within the video where it's kind of the creative agencies came up as being key people and how much do you get or do you get any face time with with those agencies it's still Mm. very very media agency led
3: it's still predominantly media agency. Yeah. I think kind of, you know, where, where we do see bigger campaigns and, um, yeah, on our bigger clients, naturally, we're sort of connected more often on yeah. campaigns. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I think there is definitely a lot of improvement, a lot of room for improvement mm-hmm. on all sides. And so I think, um, yeah, I think if if we all give that a little bit more attention, mm-hmm. there'll, there'll be a benefit to all of us, including then the consumer who will get yes. some of some. Some cool, some cool, interesting formats that are actually kind of user friendly.
2: Yeah, I feel like Out of Home's done this really well recently. I've seen some really cool, um, yeah, Out of Home activations and things. So I feel like CTV can definitely go the same way. It's just yeah, it's just we've got to get really creative in what we do, and how we integrate that into the living room, rather than uh, kind of billboards now. Yeah, that's it, that's kind been interesting. Yeah. it just been kind of it's been it's really another conversation There's some yeah, really cool yeah, things um, yeah.
1: happening, and the, uh, the ability to buy in a um, real-time environment is kind of you know, yeah. way on, on the yeah. lines as well. Yeah. It's actually good, because they're all, they're all you know, big screens and, and, and creative. it's all, it is, um, you know, it captures, it captures the consumer in a different way so yeah, exactly yeah cool to see and then there's been lots of um really important talk around um carbon emissions in advertising it'd be great to understand from you you two kind of what what impact you think advertising does have on um, carbon emissions and also what advertisers tech vendors publishers can do to help to reduce the impact
3: yeah. yeah i mean i i so i joined the the IAB Europe sustainability mm-hmm. framework group that's, that's quite a mouthful when did that launch so yours? that so we're now like a few a few sessions in so yeah. so you know this is a group of agencies technology vendors media companies that actually i think yeah, everyone's realized there's, there's an increased scrutiny on, on the industry and um, yeah it, it's time it's actually it's time to take action as an industry mm-hmm. yeah. so before that, you know, Show Heroes has already been you know, been trying to, I guess, put our best foot forward. So we've been working with a couple of partners. So one, Sadara, who help us audit ourselves. Mm-hmm. So measure kind of the impact of, of us as a business and make sure that we then have a plan to, to counter that and to make sure that's at least neutral. Um, yeah. but, um, and then we also launched our partnership, partnership with Scope3 where, you know, for any campaign that anyone runs, we have the opportunity to measure the carbon impact of that campaign. And again, then look to offset that carbon impact, which is phase one. So phase one is... Yeah, 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 absolutely. But
1: when you say offset, so how, how do you take the steps to actually offset? What, what, what's the sort of tangible action for Yeah,
3: so the partnership that we have with, with Scope 3 um, we, we chose them because you know, that a they can help us measure but they also have a number of partnerships in place to be able to offset so some of that is just really obvious kind of deforestation yes. projects but actually um they've they've kind of trying to find that fusion between sort of a more sort of high-tech approach mm-hmm. which can have a bigger impact um and also kind of is a better way to t- invest invest um, I guess the budgets that we're looking to kind of put into this space because if you put everything into things like deforestation, then actually there's only so much you can do. So you have to look for more high tech ways to tackle the problems. And so there's a really kind of broad range of solutions and, mm-hmm. part- and you know, partnerships that they've got in place. So we're, we're kind of partnering with them as an expert in this space that we can work with to, I guess, offset and, and sort of tackle the immediate issue. And then, yeah, phase two is then kind of okay. Well, offsetting is fine, but like that's not good enough long term. It's then about reducing. So then it's about us working to understand the impact of the publishers we work with, the um, the technology vendors that are activating a campaign, our own player, and and you know, and all of the things that we have control of. So phase two and definitely kind of the focus of the IAB group is then to figure out not just about kind of offsetting It's how do we go about reducing and sort of taking sort of significant impact so it's been really interesting to see everyone sort of jumping on board and people are people are at different stages of the journey
1: yeah naturally.
3: um but actually everyone's sort of really committed and, and it's a genuine act wanting to do this for the right reasons not just jumping on because okay it's hot i've seen someone talking about it last week so we need to jump on this now it's actually everyone I think yeah, it, the good thing about our industry is I think there are a lot of kind of you know, good like-minded people who want who, who, you know, and they want to be proud of the companies they work for and yeah. they want to sort of feel like actually that we're um, you know, we don't want to be an industry that's under scrutiny for their own reasons and mm-hmm. so so yeah that, that's that been really positive and I think we'll see a lot next year coming out of that yeah. where it's kind of very much in sort of planning phase and the output of that will kind of really um, it's going to be front front and center for most agencies yeah just, if not all agencies yeah practice. yeah i agree yeah. i think yeah. and,
1: and and i guess brands want to though as when yep. brands are investing advertising from a social responsibility point of view they're going to want to know Absolutely. What, what they can do if, yeah. if you were speaking to agencies, what, what sort of things would you be talking to them and brands about in terms of yeah actions they can take from a social impact point of view within oh, no, I, don't think, I
3: don't actually i don't think I think it would be kind of disrespectful to say that we have to talk to them about it. You know, every agency I've spoken to um, is already on this. They've aware, all got yeah. representatives on this group. They've all got kind of frameworks that mm-hmm. you know, include, yeah. I guess, yeah, I suppose everything around you. We, we've just created... Uh, yeah, I suppose our own sort of show heroes, kind of better media framework. And there's a lot of similar things in the industry. It's how do you make sure you're supporting quality journalism? How do you yeah, make sure absolutely. that you're, you're you know, um, managing data effectively? And, and the kind of environmental and sustainable part of that is also going to be a kind of a key pillar, mm-hmm. as well as diversity and inclusion and other really important topics. But I think kind of everyone's got a pretty clear picture now. of actually here are the kind of key things that we need to tackle. Um some of those are going to be specific to different businesses but also there's some like the sustainability piece where actually it's also it's, it's not about trying to do something differently to other people it's actually there's more benefit of unifying and finding a common framework and a common ground Absolutely. so that we can all tackle it together which yes. is fairly sort of unique in, in i think most competitive landscape. Yeah, in a great way yeah. to
1: pull people together. Yeah. Know, there's lots of similar companies with like-minded people, so that yeah, 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 this exactly. is pulled together is yeah. a great thing. Oh, yeah. yeah, definitely. Good stuff. All right, guys, well, it's been it's been a real pleasure to meet, um, to respond, no, it's been a real pleasure yeah. to, 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 to learn and share together today. I always want to say happy Christmas, so I don't know when this is going to go yeah. out. But I feel like happy Christmas is the appropriate yeah. way to end up. Yeah, that's I reckon yeah, it's going to be some, some point in December, so it's November right. today. But, <laughs> yeah. Happy Christmas to you, guys. happy Christmas. Really happy Christmas.
0: thank you to Sarah, Steve and Ed for this week's episode. If you want to find out more about the work Show Heroes are doing, we will link to them in our show notes and via our brand new website. Do check us out, we have all previous episodes hosted now on our website and some bonus video footage. You can find us at www.spheredigitalrecruitment.com and stay tuned for that bonus episode with Show Heroes US Country Manager which launches in just a few weeks time. See you next time for another episode of Life in Digital.